back, everybody, for another episode of Level Up Cleveland. And this week we have the winners of Best Rock Band from the Cleveland Music Awards, Wake Magnolia. That's right. From left to right, let me announce the whole entire band to you. <laughs> the, the whole band. Nick Gobincia, he's the singer and the guitar player. What's up, Brian? What's and, up, Level Up Cleveland? Yeah, man. And we have to his left... Adam Miller, he is the drummer, and literally that is the band. That is the band. This isn't just like two of the guys from the band. This is the band. So it's kind of White Stripes-ish-esque, I guess, as you would say, as far as the the number of people that are in the band. For sure, yeah. Black Keys, Royal yeah. Blood, yep, two-piece, yep. Yeah, and it's very cool. It's very interesting, and I and you know um, we'll get into this a little bit, but I always find it interesting, these the two-piece bands, how you find ways to get bottom end into these songs and, and the clever creativeness that you guys have to kind of like go about, <laughs> whether it's just using the bass drum as a real heavy thing or some of the effects that you'll add to your guitar, mm-hmm. which adds the bottom end and kind of gives it that, that thing it, that songs Fill, need fills it out without exactly. having that person there playing that part. I think it's yep. interesting as hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. And you guys, like I said, you guys won the mm-hmm. award, which is voted in by the fans and yep. voted in by the people, which means, you know, you're, you're doing something right. Yep. Yeah. Thank you yeah. to all thank of our you fans. Everybody yeah, who did vote. yeah. Winning best, I mean, rock band in uh, the home of rock and roll, Cleveland, Ohio was Pretty, pretty, cool. pretty damn cool. Yeah. I mean, Were you guys a little shocked when it all kind of played out? Hell yeah, I was shocked. I, I mean, it I was, was stoked about it. It was just, you know, it was again, it was awesome winning, but it was just more cool to be in an environment where there was just celebrating music. That, yeah, right. I think, I think that was the coolest part. At yeah, least for the me, the award was, ceremony was awesome. I it, had a great time there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just yeah, the award oh, yeah, ceremony. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, felt, so you felt like a rock star, but yeah, just yeah. talking with people and just like just hanging out and just again, just an event celebrating all the awesome local and even. You know, international, you know, big acts in, that come from this area. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah, and that's cool. that's put on by Mark Rasmussen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Mark does uh, no cover. No cover. Yeah, and and he was also in here. He, this is season four. We actually started season four with Mark. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a pretty long. It's a long interview and we we cover everything and mm-hmm. super interesting guy i mean he's got yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. He's it's it's wild. Yeah, he, he's a hard worker. It's yeah. all, it's awesome. Yeah, he, I mean, he came here and built that. Ceremony from the ground up. Yep. Which yeah, is, well, he did. He had this in California, mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. he was doing it over there, and he brought it here, and he's like, "Well, no one's doing this." Yep. And, and the first year, very successful, mm-hmm. and you guys won the big yeah. one. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. that was like one of the biggest. That's one of the biggest ones given away is to best rock band in the thing. Yeah. Now I've been I've been listening to you guys as I do all the bands that come on here for the last week or two. I've been really kind of like getting into your music, and what's cool is you guys have a lot of cool videos footage also that's out there that's well done. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank like you. it's it's live, and you guys are really good live. You've you're both really good musicians, so when you see you live, it's basically the songs that you're hearing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. recorded, mm-hmm. and and. So yeah, all that's available, and, and I so I've been into you guys really a lot. It's obvious I, I can see the reasons why you guys won Best Rock Band. Thank you. You're thank writing you. killer songs. Thank, thank you. you. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you know you. Yeah, thank you. But so you much. are. That's yeah. really the truth. You guys are writing really, really good music, rock music. Yeah. That's like you know, you, it's it's so hard to to wrap your head around it unless you're listening to it because it just seems like two pieces is so hard to fill out all that sound. Mm-hmm. But you guys are doing that. You know, you're filling yeah. it all out, and you're not doing it by trying to play a hundred million notes in, yeah. in a site. You're really doing a well job of constructing these songs and stuff as a drummer. I got to tell you, dude, you're so, you're so tight and so precise. Thank you for with that. Every little thing that you're doing there, but you have to be, 
Because you don't have any way to like hide. There's nothing to hide behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Like, like, there's nothing to hide behind. Yeah, yeah, and it's like so precision and everything. And 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 when you have that already is like the foundation of the song. Mm-hmm. You're the perfect guy for the rest of it. Like, Thank it, you, it just really works out well, and it's obvious why people really have taken to you guys. Thank you. Awesome. Man, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say you know, I'd say everything we do is with purpose, you know, like, again, like, and this is, you know, cause we get asked that question a lot, like, oh, being a two piece, how, you know, how to your question, when we started off, how do you fill out the sound? Um, and I'll say a, probably the number one thing that we get complimented on, at least I take it as a compliment when we play live is damn, you guys do not sound like a two piece. I didn't know there was only two people up there. Um, so we, we hear that almost every show, which is yeah. awesome, but you know, it's, it's kind of built into the, the magic. I mean, you know, the way Adam tunes his drums and the way, obviously the way in which he plays is technical, but not overly technical. I play really loud. Yeah. I play really loud. I use bigger, like bigger cymbals. So I'll use rides as crashes. You know what I mean? To help like, fill more sound. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More sound. I'll, I'll, you'll like detune your drums. I'll detune my drums. I have a way bigger kick drum. So I do a lot to try to fill out the low end. You know what I mean? That's not there from the bass. I got you. Yeah. But even the way in which you're playing, it's not like you're just like doing clean. No. You know, it's not no. like you're filling constant. Again, it's it's done. Sorry, I mean. yep. It caters to the song. Yeah. And even even with my guitar and what you know, so my the pedal board I've pedal board helps a over lot. the years. You know, <laughs> I, I run two octave pedals to give the guitar some low end, not trying to mimic a bass, but just trying to turn the guitar into more than the guitar, right? Which even of itself, and, and this is the other thing we say all the time too. You know, our right—you just complimented our writing and our rock vibe. But you know, the cool part, the creative part about the process is we have to be creative. Being a two-piece, especially in the modern age, um, especially playing live, being a two-piece, mm-hmm. we don't use backing tracks. At least currently, we don't use backing tracks. It's all what two of us do on stage. So that caters to the writing, how the song's written. Um, the way in which I play, the way in which again the song's structured. So I, so just hearing you compliment that, it's like, oh yeah, we are, we're, we're, we're doing something good. Something you know, cool. Let's be doing yeah. something right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's be doing something right. So we're talking about the, being the two piece band and and all that. Like, how did you guys come about the idea that that's what, how you wanted to stop? You know, like what, there's a cutoff. You're like, well, we don't need a bass player. Huh? We don't need anything else. It Why? Was, it was a two piece before I even came into it, and then I came into it. So. Yeah, so I'll kind of give a little bit his, the, the history of Wake Magnolia. So um, I moved to Columbus um, 2015. from I went to OSU for my graduate school uh, down there. I was down there for a couple of years. Uh, ended up moving back here um, for work, and, and I wanted to continue. Pretty much when I was down there, the band at the time was a different band um, with the original drummer, Kev, of Wake Magnolia. And so when I came back from Columbus, I'm like, okay, it's time. You know, I'm, I have a real job now. I want to really, you know, dive into music. I want to make music more than just a hobby, trying to reinvent the band. So we came up with the name Wake Magnolia. Um, and at the time, just as Adam said, you know, the prior band was just a two-piece. And we had had a bass player in the past. And again, it, it just kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term or word, it that's just how it happened. It just, you know, we just, again, it, it was, you know, obviously the, you know, the ease of scheduling with two people, the ease of traveling, the ease of loading equipment. It, it is a lot easier just, you know, dealing with two people versus three, four, five, however many, not knocking bands like that, obviously, but <laughs> right, it just, yeah. you know, it's more convenient. Um, 
So you didn't really. This wasn't something that was like literally necessarily pre-planned. Thought out. Thought yeah. out. Mm-hmm. You guys, you guys had a bass player at one point. Is that what you're saying? Year, years ago, we had a bass player. He ended up uh, leaving for another project, which is you know totally mutual. To, totally get in. That was that was again. That was years ago when it wasn't even Wake Magnolia yet. It was the the former band was called The Abstract. Um, kind of that was a band from high school. You know, a couple of high school guys. And we kind of progressed. Um, yeah. So when I moved back up here to this area, um, Northeast Ohio. And, and I think it was like 2017. I'm like, okay, time, you know, so we started to wake Magnolia, uh, a year later, we, we put out the smile anyway, EP. Um, yeah. So that was kind of the, the smile on EP was kind of like the inception of, okay, this is now wake Magnolia. So this is like, we, we decided this is the band. Let's mm-hmm. start putting out the music. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. now like, when you decide that you're not going to have a bass, you know, and, and I think some people don't even realize, like, that aren't really into music per se, mm-hmm. what, what the, where the bass fits in into mm-hmm. a song, some people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for people who don't know, it's the, it's that bottom end is what they call it. Mm-hmm. It's really like without it, it just sounds very tinny and very thin. Like, like it, thin. it has like yep. a, yeah, thin. Yep. It, it, it beefs up a song and it gives it that, that power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as so I'm listening to your music, I don't miss it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, when you hear uh, Metallica's uh, "Injustice for All" album, there's no bass on yeah. that. You can tell there's no bass on that mm-hmm, album. Mm-hmm. Like, there's parts of that where it just sounds like you said thin. Mm-hmm. Where you guys have figured out something, and and I think like it's just um, compensation in other places is what you're kind of mm-hmm. what you're doing. You're taking the actual bass tone of a guitar. And you're kind of like giving it a boost in some spots through using pedals and using different stuff it, like that. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it really it really is all physics. And you know, when you start talking about music in, in in the frequency space, so so I will say, so on our our recordings, Shadowcast Light record and our uh, Smile on MEP, there are bass tracks on there, but they're they're mimicking the guitar. They're they're lower. So on the recordings, there is a bass guitar, very but, hidden. But, but when we play live, there obviously isn't. Um, so you yeah. had a you had a you have to be conscious of this though because Correct. you can't overdo this on the on the recording exactly. because then the song won't sound right exactly live. exactly Correct. yep yep mm-hmm. and just I was pointing out yeah f- I mean from a physics standpoint again from frequency of music like I, I mentioned prior I run two octave pedals for my guitar tone so and again I part of the IP of the sound is I, I you know manipulate that and tweak that where it's it still sounds like a guitar you hear the guitar but to your point there is low end and I think my personal opinion is most especially in a live setting to your point of you know, maybe someone who's not a musician or doesn't have that technical knowledge about, you know, music, they really don't hear the bass live. You feel the bass live. It's a real good point. Right? Mm-hmm. Very so good. from, again, from a physics standpoint, you're, you, it's energy you feel. So when we play live, we have to compensate in some form. So just as, you know. The detuning, the drums helps. Oh, Make yeah. More I mean, boomy, having a bigger kick drum, more boomy, bigger cymbals, more ringing. Playing yeah. loud, stuff like that. <laughs> playing very loud, and being able like to play, and being able to play at a at a at a at a level because now you're you know you're putting yourself so out front now. Where a lot of people, you know, bands are more mixed. You know, you have everybody kind of like in a, in a spot. Yeah, but you guys really aren't like that. You're no, very like... dynamic in your in your sound where mm-hmm. you have. A real heavy bass drum coming out, so you can't fuck up. No, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like you, you, you really can't. And you know, you know, sometimes that bass drum's a little tricky for some drummers that you never really hear them mess up the bass drum too much. You can be a little off on that, kind of just kind of blends yeah. all yeah. together. You cannot. No, I have to 
Yeah, it's, 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 it. it's precise. Yep. And I think that's a, a reason yeah. why you guys can do what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you can't, not everybody can just, not any two musicians can just get together and make a band. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't still <laughs> yeah. believe that that Thank can you for that. That's, know, all, yeah. that's an awesome compliment. Thank I, you. I believe that. that I really do. Really I think cool. you guys are, are, are exceptional. And and the fact that you're doing it at the level that you're doing it at. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you guys are you guys are doing it at a level of a White Stripes or whatever you want to do it at, where you, you can be compared to anybody who's successful. Yeah, seriously, I believe. Thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. That's a great compliment. But but it's also yeah, it's a good point because I mean even to the point of how we write music, it caters to being a two piece. Playing live, to your point, if we fuck up, uh, I mean, obviously, if someone doesn't know the song, they won't know it's a fuck up. But (laughs) we'll know, or people that know the song. But being a two piece, you hear that. You know, I'm saying there's no oh that will just blunt. Like to your point, it's it's muddy enough where it'll just just blend in with everything else. There's five six guys up there, and again, I'm not knocking bands like that. But to your point of when we play live, and I think that's probably also why people are impressed. Obviously, with the sound we put out, but I think it's cool because you you know I'm not trying to you know kind of get in people's minds, but they you know we we're setting up. They only see two guys. They're like oh what 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 is this going to sound like? You know. Which is honestly probably good from a marketing point too, because that it sparks curiosity, so they probably stick around, <laughs> which is a good thing. Well, too, I think I know? think backing tracks is what people are, are automatically lean assuming on. today they when they see on. two guys. You see, you think, well, there's going to be backing tracks, mm-hmm. and you guys aren't doing that. And yeah. I usually like setting up up front, so I'll set up like up front a little bit to where he's where we're beside each other, yeah. to where I'm not in the back, and that kind of fills it out too. Sometimes I don't get to because backlining and the, stuff, but yeah, the way the venue the stage, is, yeah. and that makes sense. You know what I mean? But when we can, I prefer to be. Up front, correct. Because yeah, well, it it's sense. different. I, I think it just makes it look different, sound different. So. Well, well, you know why? Because in some weird way, you kind of are part of the front band. Man, there's two, there's people two front. Yeah, exactly. there's two front people here. Really, there and I are. feel weird just having. You know, I'm like, let's just. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I feel it, distant. Like, you know. But it's kind of it's got to be kind of cool playing together in that way that that Pat, Pat and I are two. Or a two-piece, yes. similar type thing, exactly. Right? Yeah, and and it's we only have each other to worry about. Yeah, exactly. We, like like I don't have to worry about anything else or anybody else. And and we've grown, you know, we know each other forever, so yeah. we know each other so well that nothing else really. It's like sometimes we don't even need to talk. He doesn't like we sit we here all day and do this, and he just yeah, does no, some I stuff just, with his hand. I can just I go like that. You I know, know exactly what he's talking. I can just nod. He's right? like, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. And it's yes. so and I'm and I'm yeah. and, and the other part of Pat is like I am so comfortable. I can sit here. And do everything I need to do, and, yep. and I don't have to worry about nothing over there. I trust know ex- exactly yeah, as exactly. he's doing. That's got to be the. I feel like that's where you guys are probably at in this whole thing too, where yep. it's just it's just such a a, a a a something that other bands don't get. It's because there's only two of us. I two think. people matter, <laughs> right? Well, I, I yeah. think it's only well, it's not only because it's two of us, it's because you know. Um, our chemistry, our synergy as as musicians, as people, Adam and I are our best friends. Like, there's yeah. no, and and I think again from from talking about the chemistry you see, and people see that we it we shows, I we, like. we get compliments. Yeah, um, we, we, I mean we're we're very blessed. Our, our fans and people that even don't come to see us that sometimes will stay after and talk with us because they're just like, wow, you guys are awesome. At the music show we played, we played, we played a one year anniversary of our Shadowcast Light record, November of 2022. And I remember after the show, sorry to deviate, but this is just, oh, I, cool. lo- I oh. love sharing the story. Um, there was a couple who came up to the merch table after the show. You were selling merch after the show, um, trying to make pizza money. <laughs> um, He's not and, joking either. And <laughs> yeah, we, 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 like, we like our pizza. The, the, oh, the WM boys yeah. like our pizza <laughs> and Taco pizza. Bell. Um, but uh, so this couple ends hell up yeah. coming up buy, buying a, buying some merch. And they're like, hey, you know, we were actually, we were going to a, a different venue. They were closed and we just... We're walking by and heard you guys, and you guys 
drew us in and they just the fact that they stayed Hell after yeah. and bought obviously bought merch which is awesome supporting us in that way but just just saying that too just being like we didn't come here even to come to this venue let alone see you guys and you guys drew us in and it was awesome. Well, that's the coolest compliment. Yeah. It's the best compliment. You know, like it's there's the not, most genuine, most yeah. There's something about there's you know like when you whenever you start off in music, especially once you start recording yourself and writing songs and stuff like that, the first people are always the people you know in your family and Correct. stuff like that, and, and and you never you can only take it so seriously in your own mind. But when people you do not know at all start telling you things like that, that's when all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe oh. I'm on to something. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It just it, it, that's it, all there is to it. It, it just feels good. Yes, you're, 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 people are recognizing you for what you put a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a ton of work that goes into all this. Yep. Let me talk about that for a minute. So, as far as as far as you guys, the writing process of, of how you guys actually with two people, do, do you have the ideas for the most part, and then you put the drums to his ideas? Es- Is that basically es- how that goes? Essentially, it's it's a little it's been a little different since I came in. So the the newer album is going to be a, a lot different. We don't want to just mimic what the last record was. So it's a little different. The last album was essentially his riffs, you know, and then I played over it. Now we're we're writing together, so it's going to be a little different on the next So you're, when you say the last album, you're talking about Shadowcast yep. Light. Shadowcast yep. Light. So yep. that was the that's, that's the really that's the LP that you guys have out at this time. Correct. You guys yep. also have an EP out that you guys put out originally called mm-hmm. Smile Anyway, and that's that was the original one. Are you on that one? Nope. So you're not even on the first nope. EP. Nope, I'm on uh, Shadowcast Light. And then and then you guys are currently writing for the for, new album. That's correct. Right. Album yep. number two, technically, yep. yeah. And you guys are literally not you, so you, you guys are of the of the vein where we're not gonna put out the same album twice. Yeah, so we, we, we strictly no. talk about that. Yeah. So so I'll kinda I'll kinda back up here and give a little bit more color yeah. and, okay. and kind of yeah, jumped ahead a little yeah, bit. Don't, no, leave, it, don't it's, leave it's it up good. to the drummer, dude. No, it's this, <laughs> this is this is awesome. We, this is yeah, See this, why I'm not supposed to talk, man. No, you're talking. I love it. <laughs> But um, yeah. So so there was an original uh, drummer for WM. He ends up leaving the end of 2019. Just was it was time. It was a mutual decision. He was a buddy of mine since middle school, high school, um, and you know we had been playing for almost a decade. And it was just time again. It was I said the end of 2019, uh, which was before 2020. So. He knew something I didn't know or because, you know, obviously 2020 with COVID kind of put a damper on a lot of bands. So at that time, we had just started recording Shadowcast Light uh, up at Superior Sound Studios in Cleveland, Ohio with Jim Wirt. That was awesome. Um, So, so, you know, he leaves. I'm in the middle of recording the record. I'm just by myself now. I don't even know if Wake Magnolia is going to be a band anymore. It might just be this is the album and, and you know, because I I don't know at the time. so Kev is the original drummer. He played on a couple tracks on Shadowcast Light. Um, before Adam joined the band, I had a session drummer come in and do a couple more tracks because, again, I was of the mindset, I don't know if I'm going to find a new drummer. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I know I want to finish the record at least. Um, so he so the session drummer plays a few more tracks. Um, end up meeting Adam, what, like January 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty early right. 2020. So right, right when the pandemic's really right, starting right, to right, rev up, right man. in the middle of the album. So, yeah, middle yeah. of the album. Yeah. Technically, just I mean, COVID was happening, but as as um, public knowledge, you know, we weren't in lockdown yet. That was in March. Uh, um, so Adam joins. You officially joined February 2020, right? Technically, mm-hmm. yeah. We, we jammed a couple times. I, I was trying trying some, you know, trialing some other drummers, but pretty much. You know, the first time we jammed together, I'm like, yeah, this guy's got it. Because, you know, he played loud. He played loud, but with purpose. Again, filling the space that needed to be filled. So it was it was kind of a, it was a match. Without overplaying. That's, without, that, that, without that's, overplaying. that's the thing about yeah, you yeah. that I like. I don't want to showboat. You're not an song. overplayer, but you play, but you play 
there's no doubt in my mind when I'm watching you that you're a pro. Thank you. But but you're not overplaying to prove it. And I think that's always like better than the guy that's trying too hard. And, Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah, seriously. It's about, it's about music, man. Correct. Yeah. You know? Yep. Definitely hitting the right notes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So so Adam joins the band. Uh, we finished the record. It was, you know, comes out great. We were really happy with it. It's still 2020. So we, you know, we start working on a lot of uh, the video stuff we did, um, you know, learned a lot about PR and how to, how to promote your music when it comes out. So 2020 obviously, you know, sucked for in many, for a lot of reasons and for, you know, especially for the music industry, but it kind of worked out for Wake Magnolia because it, again, since Adam had just joined, so it was kind of getting him up to speed on, you know, so those, you know, the Shadowcast Light record was pretty much written. I think the only song on that record that we wrote together technically was Windmill, right? Yep, that's Windmill. the only one that we wrote together. Um, yep. So, you know, it, it you know having that break gave Adam time to kind of catch up, gave us time to again learn more of the business side. Um, so, you know, we didn't instantly drop the record. We, we really, we didn't put it out. We put it out on vinyl officially November of 2021, waited a few months, then dropped it everywhere digitally in April of 2022, right? Yeah. Last year. Again, trying to just be strategic and, and mark, you know, obviously we, we, we invested in the vinyl. We wanted people to buy the vinyl and they did. Yeah, so thanks by the way for bringing yeah. that. I got that. That's awesome. Thank yeah, you. have never been on a vinyl. First I'm vinyl sorry. we got. That's yeah. awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. First vinyl we've got. That's we awesome. got a lot of CDs, but we got the first vinyl. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're very happy to be there. Thank first you. Appreciate vinyl, that. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. So, that, and then, you know, fast forward to 2023 and that's, that's where we're at now, yeah. which, which is awesome. So yeah, that's kind of like, you know, a bit of the back. Yeah. That's a little, a little bit. Of, yeah. And you guys, so, so you guys, as far as what you guys are doing now, as far as like, do you guys, is there a lot of playing out with this? Because it's to, the reason I'm asking that is because it just seems like it's so easy to play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like you don't have to get four people's opinions about whether Correct. they're available. You nope. know, like I would imagine you guys stay on the same page a lot, so it seems like it'd be simple. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we're trying to get out of town, so like you know, we have some shows this summer out of out of state, so I think that's cool. But we try to strategize it, you know, like we're gonna play Akron once, a, you know what I mean? And you guys are from Akron area, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We don't want right? to. We don't want to oversaturate. Akron. Are you also from the Akron area yeah, originally too? Yeah, I actually, after being in the band with him for a couple months, I actually moved in next to him. We were neighbors for a while. I could oh. walk to practice. So we. Okay. So that, that could have made things a lot easier too. I could just walk over. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially during, the COVID, yeah, dur during COVID and during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah, we, so we, we, we currently live in Cuyahoga Falls, both of us, but we, yep. the band was technically formed in Akron and in Cuyahoga Falls. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Same. We're right by each other. Right yeah. Next door. We play a lot in Cleveland though. Foundry, Coda, Winchester. Yeah. I mean, we, we play out, I'd say as often as we can, but strategically like, like not Adam, to be overexposed. Like, exactly. Especially being a local band or, you know, I, I hate using the word local band, but I, I'll say more underground, I guess is more appropriate word. Um, but yeah, you don't want to oversaturate your market. You don't want to book shows, you know, in the same area right next to each other. Because again, you you want to draw, and, yeah. and you know, especially from I mean, from the venue standpoint, you want to look good to the venue. Sure. Obviously, you want to put on a you know, you want to promote well for that show. So you know, we again, we play as often as we can, but strategically. And, you know, and as Adam just said too, we're we're getting out of state this year, which is awesome. So. Which will allow you to play more often because you're you're it's it's, it's all about area, right? I Correct. Mean, it's like Correct. it's like you just don't want to you just want to saturate one area with exactly. too much Wake Magnolia. And where people just get tired of you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that's how you feel it'll happen. Yeah. Right? yeah. We, we don't, I mean, again, we don't want to be a house band for, for a venue. Which, again, not knocking bands like that, but that's that's not our goal. That's no. not that's not. It's who not we the, are. It's not not the path goal. you want to take, no. and that's it. You, you don't think that's the successful one. You know, like, there's all kinds of ways you could do this, right? Mm -hmm. Have you guys noticed anything changing? I mean, it's it's relatively new, but since you guys got this award, has it, has it, has it done anything different? Is, are things different now a little bit because of that recognition? I feel like we've got a lot more show offers. 
Yeah, I'd say um, we're Adam and I are both very humble people, and we're we're not. I mean, obviously, you know, it was it was an honor, and I still say it's an honor. I mean, but you know, at the end of the day, music's not about an award. Again, why to me it was really about celebrating Cleveland, you know, the scene and the, the all the artists that are here. But winning that award, getting that award, getting that um, recognition. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we get, <laughs> I feel like it's helped people reach out to us. For to, sure. right? oh, yeah. I feel like it's mm-hmm. helped a lot. Honestly. And, and as far as like, you guys, do you guys keep track of your like, uh, listens and all that kind of stuff? All on the audience? data. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. All him. I mean, you had to see a tick on when that happened because that just, it, if I, if I'm reading something that says best band I, and I don't know who that band is, I'm one of the people who are probably going to go find out how, who's that. I thought it, what I thought was interesting about it, dude, I just forgot my fucking thought. Just lost my train of thought. You're good. I got Hold on. I just You're lost good. my train of thought. You're all right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back here in a couple minutes with the guys here from Wake Magnolia. A couple minutes when we come back. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. What's up, everybody? This is Don Foose from One Life All In, The Spud Monsters, Run Devil Run, Lifeline, and my solo band, Foose. I'm coming at you live to let you know I have a new book out called Motivate Me. It's a memoir of inspirational quotes, stories, and life lessons. This book takes you through my life and shows how I've handled adversity firsthand by the inspiration of others. If you lack enthusiasm but want to make goals in life and get after them, then this book is for you. To order, go to my website at foosforlife.com. F-O-O-S-E-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Foosforlife.com. I'd like to send a big shout-out to Big Bry and Pat the Producer at Level Up Cleveland for making a platform for hometown musicians and artists like myself to promote our bands and projects. This is Don Foos signing off for the Level Up Cleveland podcast. Peace out. the guys here from wake magnolia we got nick here in the pilot seat we got drummer adam how you doing in the drummer seat yep right he's on the, the throne seat. he's in the, he's on his throne <laughs> over there throne. i like that drummer adam sounds like oh this is this is reverend adam this is reverend and brothers and sisters we have with us <laughs> all right drummer <laughs> adam can i get an amen amen <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, what we we were kind of talking about, we were, we were hitting on the fact that you guys won that award and everything. And I know you guys are like, you know, oh, we're humble about it, da, 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 da. but it, you know, it, there's a lot of cool things that come. You you just can't help but 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 like the fact that that you guys are recognized and all that kind of thing. And it, no matter what, the only reason you really really do this, I know I know everyone, I do it for myself, I do it for myself. But accolades are there's nothing wrong with that. Either. Yeah, mm-hmm. being recognized for what you do, you, you know, there's a, there's. there's that's why you do it in front of people. Correct, right? yeah. Especially amongst your peers, too, because, like, I mean, it's almost like in, you know, in science, they use uh, they, they use the term uh, uh, peer-reviewed articles. So, you know, when you're when you're in front of your peer, other musicians in the scene, uh, and you're compared to them directly, not not compared to, you know what I'm saying, for an award like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's an ego boost. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Now, do you, guys have, do you guys have other bands that you guys hang with as far as, like, is there is there other musicians and bands that you guys are kind of friendly with and stuff that you guys will play out with or oh, that kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, The Last Witch. I like playing with friends with those guys. The Intangibles. 
Love the intangibles. I love playing shows with the intangibles. Yeah. North Coast Shakedown. North Coast Shake. There's yeah. a lot of bands, man. The, yeah. So you guys are you guys are in like a a group of the, you guys are there's a whole group of you guys that kind of like know each other and would you say that, that, that it's almost like a faction? We call that's what we me and Pat tend to call them, but we notice that there's a lot of like bands tend to congregate with other bands. And then these, there's a group over here, and sometimes they'll even interchange parts. Like, like these bands will be together, and they can like form a side project yep, band hap- with yeah. each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. based on you know just because we want to do this music and it doesn't really fit what we're doing here. Yep. So mm-hmm. let's is that is that does that exist with you guys? Do you guys have something like that kind of? I mean, I for for us personally, I would say so. Um, just this before we came in here, I so I I have a local studio I run in my basement of my house. Uh, Blue Marigold Music Company, um, <laughs> but I, but I, uh, so, but, but I, you know, Marigold. So, so you guys have the thing with flowers. I like flowers. Yeah, so I, 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 Nick I, likes flowers. I like. Likes if flowers, you don't know, I like. I like color. I like flowers. I, I like. Um, yeah. Is that an artistic thing with you? Or do you have other forms of art that you do also besides music? Um, music is definitely the dot. Uh, besides uh, raising my. My two-year-old son, I'd say that's an art. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, you, you know, I, I used to draw way back in high school. I wouldn't say I was, like, anything great. Um, my fiance is artistic as far as painting and whatnot. But, but me, music's really my my main medium, my, my main canvas. I'd Real quick, say. where'd you get your work done? Um, this, uh, so it was a private artist who used to work out of Red Tree Tattoo Studio in Columbus, Ohio. He since did his own practice. His name's Adam France, phenomenal artist. He lives out in Oregon now. Um, I actually had this done. He moved out there, uh, right before COVID quote unquote hit in early 2020. So I had this done, this finished, I think it was like early March, 2020. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, but yeah, Adam France is the artist, phenomenal artist. Yeah, it looks good. It's really good. It's, cool. very, it's very much. colorful. But yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love color. I, have, I love vibrant, but uh, to the point we were talking about. So, uh, this morning I was editing, uh, we're doing a side, a punk project, a, a hardcore oh, punk project. I, with, played, I played drums, he played guitar. I play guitar, bass, and uh, a buddy of mine, it's really his uh, brainchild. He's the vocalist. He, you know, kind of just, he tells me, he, he'll like sing these guitarists. He's like, I have this idea. And I'm just like, I'll play. I'm like, you know, okay, that sounds good. So we're, we're, we're always making music, you know, even uh, we're after this, we're going back home. I'm playing some solo stuff. And working on one of Adam's solo projects in my studio. What's so that? What? Where I play guitar, like I'm just doing some guitar oh. and then playing drums. And then I'm going to have him do va- uh, bass on it. And then I'm going to have like two or three singers come and then kind of pick which... Just something we're, we're and and I act as tinkering, like tinkering I act with. as like a producer, like I, I yeah. help kind of mold the song. Oh, let's try this. I, let's I do see this. Nick like two or three times a week, man. Yeah. Wow, man, you guys are busy dudes, man. Well, like, yeah. You guys are constant with this. We're always yeah. doing music in, in some when way. When I'm not working, I'm trying to do music or be with the family. And, you know? and if we're not working, yeah, if it's not with our family um, or our, our work, we both have day jobs. It's yeah. not like we do this full time. Yeah, I have to work, man. We have to work and make that money. <laughs> Um, at least for now, right? For now, at least for now. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, for not, maybe awesome. Never know never until know. unless you keep trying. Um, but we're <laughs> we're always doing music, and we love music, and yep. it's it's in our blood, it's in our souls, it's in our hearts, and we, you know, again, it's one of those things where like, not that WM can't be all encompassing, but I, it, it's, when, it's, when we talk, it's yeah. like we know what a like. Like the second record, it's gonna sound completely different than the first record, but it's still gonna be us. If yeah. that makes sense, right? But when we're doing so, Adam, the song, I write a riff. It's not. It's more indie or or kind of like emo ish. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. not really WM, but let's not. It's good. Let's not 
not do something with it. Let's make music still. So we're we're always writing. We're always doing something. Again, it's very convenient to have the equipment in my basement. And again, it's it, by no means like it's a professional student. You know, no, professional it's plug and play. Student. You have a plug and play situation where you can walk in and just start doing stuff, which Correct. is great for writing for WM. We've demo tracked probably more than half the record. Yeah, uh, the next record so far, which is cool. Yeah, and I think I think recording actually is just a good t- just demo recording is a good tool for writing because you. You know, you do a rough demo of it. You know it's not polished and finished as far as the production value. But you know if, like, oh, that that part, that singing, that, that can be better. That's not That doesn't catch my ear. Or vice versa. Oh, that chorus is catchy as hell. That's yeah. awesome. Let's yeah. keep So it's, we also use it like a tool, too. So uh, you can again, actually hear what your brain is The demoing process thinking. is why I, I think that I've turned out to not being so showbody. Because I listen to stuff I'm like, oh, I just cluttered that part up. Well, well, oh. I, that was start- supposed to be a vocal part. And all that I hear is my, no, let's see. So demoing helped. Oh, a lot with, with the way I play because I'm like, oh, I'm cluttering. Told, yeah. I, I found out I, when I at first I was cluttering songs up. I was doing way too much. Parts here, that part, that part don't need that. It, it, yeah, like it's not necessary. Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> because and you called it right. It's showboating. Yeah, that's what it becomes. Yeah. So demoing helps. I like demoing a lot. The only thing, the only thing about demoing that, that me and Pat always talked about though that could be negative about demoing is that if, especially if there's a time frame from the time you actually record the song and do the demo, sometimes. You, your brain won't allow you to make changes to that song because you have what we call demoitis. That is and, and what ends up happening is that song, you've heard it enough times now where no matter what, that's just the song. So like to try to make a change to it, even if it would improve the song, your brain doesn't recognize it because you have demoitis. No. <laughs> demoitis. <laughs> it's a new word. You know, that's actually a really good point. And I, I want to say that we've not, and again, I guess it's a little biased. I want to say we've not fallen into that trap uh, because, I mean, when's the last time, Adam, you listened to any of the demos we've done for the second record? Well, that's the truth. Months. You, months. Right? But we've been playing well, we, well, them live, play and we have made changes while we've... Why'd you quote, put me on the spot? ...quote, unquote, jam them. <laughs> oh, I'm Because I've not listened to them either. I could, I could ask you do myself. your homework, Adam? No, but, like, but we, 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 we jam and we play them. But, again, yeah, so, so I totally... Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point, because once, once you hear it over and over again, it's like, that's the song... It could, yeah, it, yeah. Maybe because, it could be better, but it's you know it's good yeah. enough. That that's a fair point, but yeah, I don't think I don't think that process has been inhibiting yeah. yet. No, just something that we talked about because me, me and Pat write music too. We have a, we have a studio over here. We have another oh, yeah? studio. Right so, yeah, think, we do we do similar type of thing. Cool. And and so we 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 do demos and then we, but we get demoitis, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're like and we're like, one of us will be like, well, we're thinking about this, you know. This I was thinking about this one part, and you're like, you can't change that part, you know. I, that's that's got to be that way. Why? Well. Cause, I got demoitis, dude. I got. I heard it that way. <laughs> I change it. I'm just gonna. Yeah, you, know, you can't change that part. You know, like you were saying, um, you, you guys want to do things differently, album to album. But you, there's some common threads that you want to keep there that keeps you guys as Wake Magnolia. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. from listening to you, one thing I don't think you can get very far from is your singing voice. Yeah, I think that's going to be a common thread throughout all your music yeah. because you have a really great rock singing voice. Thank you very much. That's what you have. Yep. I mean, it's a, you know, if I had to describe your voice, it's a rock voice. Mm-hmm, You're mm-hmm. not always trying to hit like pretty notes. You're not using a lot of vibrato and and trying to like impress people. Again, it just it goes back to the drumming thing. You know, you don't you don't have to do a million things to impress people. Mm-hmm. I was impressed by the fact that it would seem like you were singing without effort. Mm-hmm. This is a natural, this is your natural everything and sounding great without mm-hmm. having to be technically. Uh, blowing your away with some kind of operatic type of vocal type thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess kind of like, um, you know, sometimes the, the, the thing about like a Nirvana type thing yeah. where he was able to sing the way he sang, not that you sound like him. Mm-hmm. not what I'm saying at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just it. talking, what I'm talking about is like Cobain had a way of singing 
songs that you just can't believe sound good. Like yeah. you, you, you will actually be listening to them. Sometimes you'd be like, I can't believe I like, like I can't, you know, like, and, and that song got that popular even, with him doing that. Even you know? like, yeah, even to that point, let's use the example, all apologies by Nirvana. Yes. It's this beautiful song, but he's singing. I mean, that's Kurt Cobain singing over that. And that's, there's no way to get around that yet, yeah. which is, I mean, I think it helps because it, you know, you, you talk about, you know, let, let's, you know, you hear the term, oh, you're in a band. Oh, who do you sound like? Or what's your sound? I think my voice it is Wake Magnolia. There, there is no. You can compare us. I mean, we've been compared yeah, to yeah. Alice in Chains, Meet Silver Sun pickups. That's what I usually tell people we are. But you know, yeah, Lane Staley, Chris Cornell, kind of those voices. Again, not. I'm not comparing myself to them because those are phenomenal voices. But have that, that tone, that timbre, that that uniqueness. Yeah. But it still works because yeah. again, sometimes unique doesn't mean good, or unique doesn't mean better, or. Uh, Sometimes unique is just bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just no, be it blunt, is. Well, and you're sometimes in your journey to find unique, you find unpalatable or you know, you know, things usable. that you just yeah. cannot, yeah, yeah. you Correct. cannot really absorb and listen to and like. Well, you're, you're a very palatable singer. I mean, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. And you're mm -hmm. right in the way, you know, I wasn't really even thinking about that, but I don't, you know, a lot of times when I'm doing my, my homework with the bands and stuff, and I hear the singer for the first time, there's a lot of times where I do say, oh, he sounds like this, or he sounds mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I can't say that I did that here. I, I Yeah, honestly, I can't. I, I, I just think that I was, I partially I was just impressed with watching what you guys were doing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. watching the whole thing play out and going. Because, like, for me, like like I said before, when you start getting into music, you start, you see it's a two-piece band, you see the guy's got a guitar player. My brain, I was like, where's the bottom end going to come from? Mm -hmm. I want I want to know what these guys did because I, I otherwise it sounds like crap. It sounds mm -hmm. thin and it doesn't sound right. And so that's what I was looking for mm -hmm. first. Especially being a rock band. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, when I found out you guys, how you were doing that and stuff, and then I started taking notice of the voices, and I'm like, oh, no, I see why. I see why these guys are popular. I can see why these guys have a following and people will like them. You can, it's, it's, it's obvious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, as far as influences and stuff like that mm -hmm. go, this is the common question you get a lot, you know, mm -hmm. on these things is influences and stuff. Now, did you, when you were young and you were very first getting into music, I always find this fascinating. Like, what was the first thing you remember liking musically? Nirvana bleach about on cassette tape before Nevermind came out. Bleach, the Bleach on cassette Yeah, that was the first yeah. record. And so then the first CD I bought was Weezer's Blue Album. Oh. So those are the two ones I really remember. So there you go. But that, and that, but that tells me about a little bit about you. Nirvana and right? Weezer. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely. That, that <laughs> for, for me, I think the the first, so I'll kind of give you a little bit more background too. So I didn't like music growing up. <laughs> what? What? So, what? You know, what kind let, of statement is me, that? The, this is where I draw them in. I make a statement like that and I'll draw the audience. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, but so so growing up as a kid, so my father played music. He was an uh, acoustic guitar singer-songwriter pretty much, and he still is to this day. He loves, he's got a great voice. He he actually That's has awesome. more of a traditional, beautiful voice. Oh. Um, I'm the black sheep in that regard. But anyway. You have a good but, voice, dude. Seriously. Thank you. you thank do. you. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. Um, but my, my point here is... Um, um, growing up, you know, my father, you know, when he would need a break or he wanted to go, do, he, he'd go play guitar. And as a child, that to me is, oh, dad, father's not playing with me. I'm upset, blah, blah. And I'm not saying my, my father was a loving, awesome father. But, you know, that kind of, you know, and I never really got it. Um, so I kind of had that growing up. In middle school, though, I heard Linkin Park for the first time. I think it was their Meteora album. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So I heard Chester Bennington's voice. I heard what they did, you know, and more of that new metal kind of rock with the rap with, with kind of the 
Ir- ir- you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, I had like, a bunch of fucking fusion going. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I started, so that was like, I want to say like sixth grade. And then I started getting into, middle school was kind of like my classic rock. So I think the first couple CDs I bought was Led Zeppelin three, ACDC's, um, oh gosh. How do you, no, okay, okay, stop. And classic rock anyway. Okay, Led Zeppelin three. So how how is it that you, this is not in your, you know, your age bracket is not much of a Led Zeppelin audience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so is this your dad's helping you along into this <laughs> influencing, or how is that happening? I want to say it probably was my friends at the time, because my father wasn't into, like, classic rock. or My, my, my mother listens to smooth jazz. Um, my father was more of, like, Jim Croce, Cat Stevens. Oh, so you're, you're, you're so, traditional singer-songwriters yeah, from the yeah, 70s. Yeah, so it wasn't like my dad was playing Black Sabbath or anything like that. So it, I want to say it was my friends and my peers at the time, because, you know, about middle schools, when I, you know, all my buddies were getting their first guitar. I got my first guitar. What do you learn? You learn Smoke on the Water. You learn Iron Man. Your basic riff songs. Yeah, your yeah. riffs. And that's where, I mean, I, I'm a riff guitar player. I, I don't know if you can tell. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, can, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that, that, that's what has always been near and dear to my heart. So I think, you know, I think one, once I heard those songs and, like, the riffs, I'm like, oh, I'm drawn, drawn to it. But at the same time, too, there, there's a reason why the Rolling Stones are still touring. There's, there's a reason why... You know, all these older generation bands are still popular, and their T-shirts are at Walmart and Target and Kohl's. Kohl's. Um, <laughs> but, like, but you know, so, like, shit, so I think it's, for me, it was a little bit localized, but also from a, a more macro scale, I think that's just how music is. People, I mean, we, as an audience, love that era of music. I mean, from the Beatles through the 90s are kind of renowned as, like, I mean, I'm not saying the best songs have been written. I'll never say that because I don't believe that, but they're, Phenomenal music. I mean, there's a reason why that music is still cherished and listened to today. Yeah, and, and you know, Pat and I just had this conversation the other day, and I and and the, asking you guys is it's, this is this is an interesting question because you guys are definitely younger than me and Pat. So so we were I I, I said something to him. I was like, you know, it's kind of funny. Like today's music, it's so hard to find that song or that album or anything that you will probably be listening to in 25 years mm-hmm. from now. Mm-hmm. And then, and I'm talking about in the in the past like 15 to 20 years, right? But before that, like you were talking about the Led Zeppelins, the Black Sabbaths and stuff. I play Master of Puppets still to this day. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite albums yep. ever. I still put it on. Yeah. I don't put on the other Metallica albums. I don't mm-hmm. put on any of the newer Metallica. Albums. I put that one on. Yeah. Now, do you think that music has either the, the question we asked each other was is is it music or is it world? So, mm-hmm. so, so, so is, what do you think? I mean, you're into both. You're into a lot of music, obviously. Yeah. So, so you're, you know, do you think that the bands from the past were necessarily better or grander or, you know, like, 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 let's just be honest. You're probably never going to make another Led Zeppelin. Maybe not mm-hmm. as, I'm well, not Gr- about, Gr- I'm fleet. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> Good Which they're, answer. They're a great band, but yeah, yeah. But my point is popularity-wise, though. I'm talking yeah. about the godliness yeah. of some of these yep. bands, you know? You know, the Foo Fighters are are, are big band, you know? Yeah. And they're like that type of a band. But that's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, is there anybody else? And, and, and really, like, will there be? I guess with the modern-day music setup, now you have, you know, music available to everybody now on Spotify. You don't have to go out and buy an album anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, bands mm-hmm. can't even really make money yeah. selling music anymore. And I, and I wonder if that's like the movie industry where... There's no good movies anymore, but because there's no the money's not there like it used yeah, to be to make true. these blockbusters like they once made, and I'm wondering if that's what's watered down music so so much is like the 
it's not the same. You know, you have so much now to choose from yep. on the internet where it used to be these bands that were on the radio. Yep. Technology that, too. That was the only way you got it was yeah, listen to the radio. So or what do you think? Them. I mean, is there is there do you think that music is do you how do you what do you think? And what's your opinion? I mean, I'm serious. I mean, like, do you think music in general has taken kind of a, a decline in that type of way? Or is it just a different time we live in and, and that's just the way it is, basically? I believe it's probably a different time in technology as well. You know, you can add things, use backing tracks. Before, they couldn't, they weren't using backing tracks. Yeah, that's true. You know, well, so. And back then you couldn't make a record in your basement and have it go multi-platinum potentially either. Correct. Too. And you didn't have auto-tune. They actually, you know what I mean? There's, oh, that's there's, true. There's a lot of different variables back then that's a good um, point too so you asked the question are older bands or more historical bands are they better than modern day bands and different. that's a tricky question i what i do know definitively is obviously to adam's point with technology you gotta think about it when, when older bands go into the studio um they gotta do it in a take or two right especially if you're on the road you're coming off the road you're coming off the yeah. tour yeah a lot of those albums are recorded live and you don't do punch one take two takes you don't do punch-ins you're doing it live so i think the caliber of musician overall were a lot better back in the day. Now I'm not saying there aren't good, they're phenomenal musicians today, but I think to get to that level of, of God, uh, uh, God, God, where you're being worshiped, like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, I, like the singer you know, those yeah. guys yeah. were playing all the fucking time and they never stopped playing and they were always on it. Oh, whether, even if they were partying and I mean, how many, I mean, the documentaries I've watched of Hendrix, he always had a guitar in his hand, even when he's out partying and stuff. So I, I think that's changed a lot too. I, what I do think, and th this is kind of my theory too, and I, I think this is, it, it's kind of a little bit morbid, kind of a little bit, but it, again, it, so we're living in a different age of music. Again, it's not, the music industry is not the machine it was, to your point of, you can get anything, any, anybody can make music, which is awesome. Uh, you can get it anywhere. You can get it usually for free anywhere. So it's, it's at the ready. So it doesn't make it as special. It's like if you had Christmas every single day versus one time a year, it's not as special, right? But here's my here's my this is inside the brain of Nick. We're at the point in, this, <laughs> in the music industry where um, the Ozzy Osbournes, the uh, Dave Grohl's, the you know all these rock gods are getting older. The Mick Jagger, the Steven Tyler, these rock gods are getting older. And again, mortality is we're all one day going to die, unfortunately. But that is reality. My prediction is again it's morbid, but once those rock gods start passing and going into the next world or whatever it is there will be a resurgence there will be a void of people want that rock and roll back they, they need people on the top they need to fill that void and I, I really think there will be a resurgence of and, and again i mean rock and roll obviously is popular but if you talk to like the music critics or, or you know the experts in that field we're still in like the hip-hop rap era which is fine you know it's, it's been popular since obviously 90s to this day that era but i I think that's going to switch here in the next decade, decade and a half, two two decades. That's that's my prediction. I think that's maybe that's an over. And when you over, say that, you think rock will make the resurgence. You I think, think rock be will because there will be a gonna a void of these these godlike people. And I mean, it's one of those things. As an audience, you know, look at COVID. Venue shut down for almost a year, and you know, coming back out of COVID, people are showing up to shows now. Everyone wants what they don't have. As soon as you don't have it anymore, you want it. And wow. that, I really think that's going to be kind of playing to the psychology of. Of the music industry awesome dude that was really i love uh, yeah i agree with what, pretty much everything you just said i do and and you know based on what you just said do you guys notice that though that this year's been that year like it, it seems like 
I don't know, to our perspective, though, it just seems like there's a definitely an, a, a way huge uptick from d- even last year as oh. far as bands playing out, uh, venues that are starting to open up again. Mm-hmm. You're starting to just see a resurgence of just the excitement, just in general, of mm-hmm. these of these gigs that are coming out. How many festivals can there be? That's one thing I'm asking myself. Like, yeah. every time I look up on Facebook or Instagram, there's a new festival being announced oh, yeah. somewhere yeah. at some time with all this stuff Which going on. Which is out. cool. That is awesome. You know, that, yeah. So it's coming back, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's coming back in a big way. And, and I mean, you guys got to kind of be happy with that because the timing of that and you guys, yep. where you're at right now, seems yeah. to be like a perfect spot. It really is. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and these awards things that, that, that kind of like, I mean, I know I keep bringing that up, but the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I just think everybody needs an edge. Yep. Everybody needs an advantage some way to separate you a little bit from all the other mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. You just can't rely on your music usually to just to no, do that for you. Yeah, I mean, that that is reality. Again, it like, is true. You have to look at it like, I mean, if, if you want, making music, being an artist is awesome, and anybody can do that. But if you want to be a band and, and quote, unquote, make it in the industry, you have to be a business. You have yeah. to communicate to effectively like, and to properly, run. too. You got to market, you got to promote, you got to invest money in that side. Just you got to invest money in making your music and making it to the caliber in which you want it production-wise, but you have to put just as much money and effort, if not, into the marketing and the, the business side of it. Again, if you want to, again, quote-unquote, make it or be a band. And you, and you could do those things, and obviously there's no guarantee. There's no, you know, there's no uh, yellow brick road of, like, do this, this, and this, and you will become a famous musician. Obviously that doesn't exist. Um, so you just kind of have to, again, go put your head down, grind, do as much as you can to make good music, Promote it, get it out there, and play it. Yeah, man, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll come back in a couple minutes. We'll talk a couple more minutes with the guys from Wake Magnolia. You're listening to Level Up Cleveland. What's going on, Level Up listeners? Signal Flow Studios is a Cleveland recording studio founded in 2013, located in the steel yard just down the hall from Brian and Pat at Level Up Cleveland. At Signal Flow, we pride ourselves in offering top quality audio and a great recording experience to artists here in town and from across the country. But what makes us unique at Signal Flow is our undivided attention to the people who keep us going. That's you, the artists. So come on in and let us make your music our top priority. You can book online at www.signalflowstudio.com or give us a call at 216-920-2075. We'll see you soon. And we are back with the guys here from Wake Magnolia. We have Nick Galbincia and Adam Miller sitting here with us right now. And uh, real quick, I just wanted to uh, show you guys the uh, album. Um, this is the first album. This is yep. the first LP yep, yep. that you guys first did. First full-length studio yep. record, yep. Shadowcast Light. And and this is the one that you guys, you can get this now. now the thing I'm, I'm curious about is it's, on, it's here on vinyl. And um, how do they get it? How can they get it? I mean, like, can they get the record stores carrying it and stuff like that? Or there's no the interwebs. S- the interwebs, yeah. So we do everything DIY. Um, yeah. So honestly, Google our name, Wake Magnolia. We're the only thing that pops up on Google. At least last time I checked, uh, we have an online merch store. Uh, our link tree is kind of links all of our, our our links, but our band camp is saw that. dominantly mm-hmm. the uh, the marketplace for our our merch and. The record, and then you have them at the at the gigs also. You yeah, always yep. have them available there with the merch. Always have physical. Yep, always have merch with us when we gig. Yep. How have you guys <clears throat> the whole the whole vinyl thing? First of all, how do you feel about vinyl? Are you guys are you guys vinyl fans? Are you guys like yeah of that of that? It, it, is it is this done well? That's having it on vinyl. I mean, like, it, it, has, is it even? 
Okay, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, like, with, yeah. because because the only thing about vinyl that I th- find really interesting is, like, anybody can get music anywhere now, right, digitally. Yeah. You can get it digitally, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing, the thing that about vinyl is if you want to get this, you have to buy it. See, yeah. this is this is where you have to buy the product. Yeah. You, don't have, you don't have to buy a CD anymore. You don't have to buy anything else. But th- if you want the, unless you want a cassette, and then you're just a psycho. <laughs> but, but I mean, but you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so have you found that that's been a... a, a a decent medium to sell this your, your music is because of that yeah i i would say so yes i mean my so when we first talked about you know because we, we it was our first studio record we wanted to put it a uh, some physical media uh again to for 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 selling to generate some revenue but also because it was it was cool and obviously it's cool having your music on vinyl but it was also mm-hmm. the, you know the decision was cds are cheaper but I mean, no one really car. They don't make cars with CD players anymore. If you're going to listen at home, unless you like, I, at my house, my entertainment system has. I have a receiver. I have a record player. I have a CD player. I have a cassette player. I've got big ass speed. So my part of my entertainment center, along with the television, is music. So for me, my personal opinion is, if I'm going to buy a piece of media, eat a to to support the band, to support the artist, which is the direct that's in this day and age, that's directly why you buy stuff is because I like this band enough or I like the the stuff they put out and I want to support them other than just streaming their music because streaming's fractions of pennies versus, you know, you can buy that for thirty dollars directly from us. But it's it's also a it's a it's a phys- it's something you can touch and play with and there's there's art you know that if you open it up yeah I was gonna just do that. Yeah. Oh yeah so yeah this is the this is what's on the this is inside. And, and you know, what's okay, so we talk about this all the time. We talk about um, the differences between when since digital's come out and when it was it was albums and cassettes and stuff like that. The biggest difference to me isn't, isn't sound quality at all. And let's just be honest. I mean, if you're going to talk about quality, then we've, we have sacrificed quality for convenience in the last oh, 10 to 15 that years. A, that is the truth. You know, like, yeah. as far as, like, when I remember when CDs came out. Okay, I, I, Pen, I can remember when they came out. The, the, first of all, they were supposed to be indestructible, but the, other, but the yeah. other thing about them was it was the pure sound. It was pure. Yeah. There was no hissing. There was no crackling. There was no nothing. You were getting the pure sound of everything. I like the crackle though. The, but but what <laughs> but what sucked about CDs and what sucked about all the stuff in streaming was you didn't get this stuff. Yeah. Mm-mm. You didn't get any of this when we were when we were growing up. There was no music videos, very little or mm. anything. But what you did have was like an album like Kiss Alive Two. And Kiss Alive 2, you'd open this thing up, and it had the whole stage and the fires blowing out everywhere, and you were just like, and you could listen to that whole album and never take your eyes off of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And 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 somehow your brain would take you places, and you were like, and you were listening to this music, and it, the whole thing was mesmerizing. It was completely a different way to digest music. It was an yeah. experience. It yeah. was. Yeah. And, and albums just have that ability because there's so much to look at, and it's bigger, and it's it's you can see it. You're not like uh, getting a magnifying glass mm-hmm. to read what's on there and stuff. And you guys have everything here. I mean, like this is pretty neat, man. Yeah, because I mean, it, it has it's it's well it has it's like the studio, the producer, yeah. the sound engineers. Jim Wirt did phenomenal. The dude. the artists that sh- that photograph the art, the artist, the digital artist that did. So it, it, we we give you know credits and acknowledgments. It it's kind of cool too because like you know this is our art, but we had other artists and other people help make this. So it's cool yeah. just to be like part of a whole entire it's our it's our song it's our record but like yeah we had other people contribute. Which is there's a collaboration that goes on here yeah. some yeah. at some point yeah. right. It just it makes it more. 
again, art, when I say artistic, more of an art, it just, again, it just, it amplifies them. Because music is, what is music? Music is sound energy uh, coming to our eardrums, reverberating, and we, we like it. But it's not visual, you, you know, in, in its in its foundation, music is not visual. That's visual. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on here. Awesome music too, man. You guys do a great job with with writing the tunes. I mean, I, I I was I was very impressed. Thank man. you. Do you have a favorite off the record? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite tune or? Well, I, or I've, the problem that I have is remember. Oh yeah, Bruiser. Yeah, Bruiser was this, yeah. That's, that's my favorite. Song. Yeah, Bruiser <laughs> was the song that I liked the most. That was yeah. the one that had that real sick bass drum, dude. They, that's the one that had that real heavy and bass. Dancey. Yeah, so, where, yeah, where where I was like, well, that's the bottom end right there. Listen to that, man. That's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. like how they do that. Mm-hmm. Bruiser was the one that was. I saw you guys do it live on that. It was one of the ones you did. Okay. Yep, yep, oh, yep, at yeah. the Akron recording. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Really good. Thank man. you. Yeah, yeah. I think I honestly, I think you guys are going to do great. I mean, I don't see how how you know this. this you could be one of them bands from Cleveland mm-hmm. that actually does something right. I yeah. mean, like does something Thank bigger you. and better, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's yeah. the goal. That is the goal. I mean, it's one of those things where the the goal has always been to make. Again, music's in our souls. It's in our hearts. We just like making music, but it's again, it's making good art, at least art that we we think is good and we're proud of. And you know, obviously, we're at that you know that next level is getting it to other ears. And music is nothing without right. p- other people's ears. So you know, and, and you're in the pro- so we were talking about this already. You're in the process of making the next album already, which is cool because it proves that you guys aren't in the rearview mirror all the time. You're mm. you're always looking forward. You're always looking for the next thing and stuff like that. Not rusting on your laurels and patting yourselves on the back about look what we just did. It's like let's move on. Let's this let's. You're about creating, anyways. It's yeah, not. It's yeah. not about looking at what you already created. We got half of it done already. Yeah. So you guys already got half got, of that in uh, the. We got five already ready to go, essentially. And it's nice to have a recording studio at your disposal, so you don't oh. have to like go pay for time and all that kind of stuff it's like that. So well, convenient. We, so you're at your own pace. Yeah. Yes. So we're, we will be recording, and this is why we've not started actually recording it yet. We're, we're planning on recording the next record at Superior Sound Studios with Jim Wirt. They're actually in the process of moving their studio now, so we're we're kind of in limbo as far as going to the studio to record. But in the meantime, yeah, like we said earlier, we have Demoing. a studio yep. demo in my basement. Um, and this next record is just going to be, I mean, fucking awesome. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> it's going to be the, fucking the, awesome, the, dude. What... what, what the, yeah. main, the main goal, so just like you said, we, you know, we, we don't live in the past. We don't, we, we, we give ourselves, I mean, we're, when this came out, I was. I've never been on a vinyl. I was so stoked to it be was so, I, I was like, I would be too. Awesome. I mean, <laughs> you know, so I've been in a band since I was a teenager. I've had CDs. I've had cassette tapes, but I'm like, I have a fucking vinyl. It's dope. I still have one in my, in my living room. So I'm happy that I have a vinyl and I want to do another one, but. I've even feel like with the next one, the art will even be different. See how that's all like bright and colorful and yeah. flowery. I think we're gonna go a whole different. So that's something that'll match with the with, with what's coming out next. Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah. the next record will be it'll it'll sound like us. It'll be a little bit more. It's definitely gonna be heavier. It's gonna be darker. It's gonna be a little bit more polished as as far as how the songs are written. And it's gonna be it's gonna be Wake Magnolia, but it's gonna sound familiar. And what I mean by that is. There's a song like we the, we'll talk about with, like, uh, one of the new songs is called "A Night in Ventura," which Adam kind of wrote the I wrote the guitar the main riff, the, the main chords in the song yeah um yeah. and that song starts off as I'd say like the first half of the song is more like traditional just almost classic rock esque and then it goes into this like Queens of the Stone Age like super like just heavy riffy part uh, one of the songs is um, 
it all, it's like progressive rock yeah. and it just like I scream like I, I I know I have like a, a like an aggressive vocal in this but like we're actually doing like yeah like screaming and so like again just have the sense of like trying something new and making it different still us it's always going to be us because you're honestly and I'm not saying this to you you're, but the, the voice your voice is my it's voice always, is how, distinctive how, that's, how, that's what I, yeah. very distinctive how yeah. we write too obviously um, but yeah the next record is going to be heavier darker and it's just gonna be it's gonna be like we're we're almost we're not doing this intentionally, but we're meshing we're mashing up genres, which is as cool. Again, we're gonna do a, a blues song yeah. on the next record. Well, you see it, but that, when I say rock voice, yeah, blues voice, oh, rock yeah. voice, oh, you yeah. have if, all if, that. If it's, yeah. It, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. For Again, sure. and it's still gonna be us, but it's just it's it's just gonna be cool. It's gonna be something. Yeah. Different. So you guys are pretty excited about what you guys have been writing. So excited. Yes. And, yes. and and it's different, but it's not it's 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 more of the same also, right? It's like yeah. it's, it's kinda it's kinda like that kind of feel. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. The cool I think the cool part because we've been we've been playing live these last couple shows we've done in twenty twenty three. And even I think the last show we played in twenty twenty two, we played a couple of the new new ones. And Seems to get good response. Uh, it and this is almost like I'll compare this to like uh being a stand up comic. You know, when you're writing new material you you work the crowd with it. So, you know, you, we want to see how people react to it. And what we've heard, people are like, those new songs, those are fucking good. And, and they, these are strangers. These aren't... They, yeah, they're, right. They're, well, they're, so, sometimes they're strangers, people I don't even know. They're like, oh, I didn't ever hear that one. That's really good. Oh, like, so these are people that come to your shows, but, like, you don't know them it, personally. It's correct. It's both. So both. so people that have come... So the, the photographer, Devin Keller, who who did the photography for uh, Shadowcast Light Record, she shoots us live from, from time to time, show to show. And I remember her distinctly. She said, "Those new songs are awesome." Nice, super. So it just so both. So people that never heard us, you know, they're like, "Oh, those songs are cool." But people that have heard us a couple times, several times, they're like, "The new stuff we can tell. It, it is different. It's still you guys, but it's different. We like it." So that's that's good. That's what you yeah. want to hear. Hell yeah, you know, because you know how how many times we're gonna play a new song. All right, I'm gonna go get a beer then. Yeah, well, that is. <laughs> No, that is true though. Isn't that isn't that funny how that is? Yeah. Like like you know, and and the other part of that equation is anytime there's an interview with a band, you go, well, you know, you have six albums out. Which one is your favorite? It's the last one they put oh, out yeah. every single time, mm-hmm. right? And it it's be, always the same you, answer. You, you should, should be, be as an artist. You should yeah. be excited about which. Absolutely. Well, yeah. we, we it, it goes back to that demoitis thing too. It's the one that you like the most because it's so. You've just played it eight million times. You mm-hmm. just recorded it. It's so jammed in your head. You're like, well, that's my favorite right now. Demo-itis. I love all them songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Demoitis. Demoitis. You I learned be... a new word today. Yeah, dude. man. Demoitis. We, I'm gonna use lo- it all the time. We love to share that. I'm gonna use it all the time. Oh, absolutely. I gotta call it today, dude. Demoitis is kicking in. <laughs> Until next time, doctor. I got a fever. You got the demoitis, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys will be playing out this. You guys will be out this summer. You guys, you oh. know that you, this is July, and you guys will be. You guys will be out there doing your thing. And you guys have a website. We yeah we so we have a website. Uh, there's a link to all of our concert schedules there. Obviously, you can get to it via Facebook, via Instagram. Um, but again, if you just type in Wake Magnolia on Google or any search engine you use, it should we, we pop up and dominantly are. And the link tree pops up real quick too exactly. for you so that you can be able to get into everything you have. And you guys have concerts in that link tree. You have like yep. actual live performances that yep. you can click right yep. onto. We, we have our YouTube page, which has yep. um, a couple music, the music video for Sunburns, music video yeah. for Windmill, a couple live performances we did at Akron Recording Company, uh, the behind the scenes, the making of the Shadowcast Light record. We did a, about a 20 minute documentary. You can watch that on our YouTube, YouTube This'll channel. This will be on there too. Uh, this will be this this will be, be. We'll link this obviously yeah. once this comes out on uh, Level Up Cleveland's uh, mm-hmm. page. We'll we'll link this and 
Well, yeah, yeah. and then and then Pat always he runs our webpage too, levelupcleveland.com, and he'll have your little bio thing sitting there, and then you click awesome. on that, and then that links you also to all your Beautifully. stuff. Beautifully, yep, awesome. He Thank does you. all that for you. So Beautiful. cool technology. Yeah. yeah, man, it's awesome. <laughs> we all work together, man. We just, yeah. We'll make something out of this thing. Eventually, this all. Blow up. This is you know, <laughs> this, this this show. Level up, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, Brian and Pat, you guys are awesome. This, this is Thank awesome. You. Thank you for giving us the opportunity in this platform. But I mean, it, it's people like you guys that you know help make this. You know, even like we talked about with like you know the Cleveland Music Awards and what Mark's done to the scene. This scene's getting. It's been for a while, but it's it's getting to a point where. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, not, you know, I don't know you know, the next Seattle scene. You keep injecting the right people into the whole entire process. Yeah. You Thanks, make them out of with something, you know. Correct. Yeah. You have enough catalyst. Thanks, to Mark. Thanks, yeah, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Mark. We love you, Mark. Yeah, we, we love, love Mark. you, Mark. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark Rasmussen. Mark, He's our yes. buddy. Mark, friend of the show. <laughs> we, yeah. All right, guys, keep an eye out for these dudes. We, I mean, they're they're already on everyone's radar screen. We're just it's a matter of like what what comes next, really. I mean, like the ne- the new music should be enough, right? I mean, actually, that, that, that's the next thing. So yeah, we'll, we'll we obviously. What do you think? End of, end of summer, summer uh, and now, I'm, fall. So as of now, we're getting back into the studio in June. My prediction would be the first single would probably come out late fall. Probably. So so probably, September-ish? Probably September, October. It, it, again, tentatively right now. Okay. We are, the plan is to put out new music, whether it's a couple singles, most likely not the whole So you record. could be releasing singles along the way. I think we're going to be yes. releasing singles along oh, the way well, and not think, putting it all out at once. Co- I think yes, yeah. We usually, I think, yeah, for this record, we put out actually like several singles. But yeah, we, we'll at least have a single or two out in 2023, and we are super excited. You guys are going to love it. We love it. And it's, again, it doesn't, it's, it's us. It's Wake Magnolia, but it. Be, not, you, be, might, you might be a little surprised when you hear it. I it might think be you will. I think cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm excited. Will. All right. Cool. That's it, man. Thank awesome. you. We're out, man. Thank you, Level Up Cleveland. Thanks for coming Thank down, you. guys. It's been awesome. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. This has been Level Up Cleveland. There's a new episode every week. Available now on all streaming services. You can catch every episode of Level Up Cleveland on YouTube. Till next week, rock on. That'll be fine.